Hi, and welcome back. I'm Simi Lerner, and this is the podcast where we discuss Rav Shamsha and Rafal Hirsch's approach to the mitzvahs in the Torah. And the mitzvah we're up to right now, the commandment in the Torah that Rav Hirsch is analyzing or giving a, an explanation that you can connect to, is chala, or truma, or maisa, tithes as they're known, or bikurim, the first fruits, things that we don't really enact in our day and age today, depending on where you live, but chala, as we discussed last week, really does apply to everybody because it's a universal. It applies both in Eretz Yisrael, in Israel, as well as in the diaspora. So Rav Hirsch's explanation on that category of these type of mitzvahs was that you demonstrate symbolically with your actions that the world is not yours. And it may sound trivial, but it's not, because we often act as if the world is ours, how we treat the environment, how we treat our stuff, what we do with our stuff. And Rav Hirsch's point, or the way he grounds this, is that when we are successful, we feel it's ours. We allow the ego to really encompass our object as well, and thereby we see how we can use it for our own gratification. But we don't think about what duties are associated with it. And the minute you take that shift of perspective before you engage with the object, you take a pause. And that pause allows you to reflect. And I just want to focus on this idea of pause. Like people have an app today, called I think it's called the Zen app or something, that before you use certain addictive sort of apps like YouTube or TikTok or Instagram, it asks you to pause and wait. It gives you a time of about five seconds and then it lets you use it. That pause, I think, is a good metaphor here. Because before I eat challah, before I make the challah, I have to take a part aside and dedicate it towards the mikdash, to the priest, to God, to my spiritual well-being, that which came from the field. And thereby, I pause in terms of my relationship with it. Thereby, I reflect. And in reflection, I change what I do. The reflective life is the life that's meaningful. Rav Hirsch takes it, in this part too, along another plane. Not my recognition of the universal ownership of the things I interact with, but the misuse of it. And this is a different category. My misuse of my objects. Now, if I reflect on how I misuse my objects, Rav Hirsch puts them into two, three different categories. So, just to recap where we're standing, we're talking about the misuse of objects, not just the, or the overarching meta-principle of ownership. Let's focus or go micro. So we've got this idea of the, the ownership of my objects I lay at the feet of the Almighty. That brings along a pause, that brings along a, re- a understanding about what I'm here to do, that I am being summoned. But Rav Hirsch's focus is in on the objects themselves and says it's not only a misunderstanding or a misconception when it comes to the ownership of objects, it's also the use of them. And Rav Hirsch categorizes three areas that we misuse our objects, the spirit, the physical, as well as the interpersonal. Now, how do you misuse objects in, their, in, in your spiritual capacity? In a very basic way, you look at your objects about how they can serve you in the here and now. Taking care of your spiritual pursuits or your more meaningful aspects of your life, you put to one side for basic gratification. Now, this, is, I think, is the most intuitive one. When a person says they misuse their objects, it's where the ego comes in and says, I want. I don't want to give. I don't want to reflect. I just want to 
enjoy in the now. And that's the sort of physical misuse that Rapersh points to. This is quite intuitive, the neglect of the spiritual. But the second category is less intuitive. It's the misuse of the physical. Rav Hirsch explains that when a person neglects the physical world, they neglect the corporeal, they neglect the pedestrian, they neglect lived life, that can be as devastating. A person who neglects their physical existence, that has a dark side to it as well. And the way Rav Hirsch reflects on this is that a person who doesn't incorporate their physical side with their spirit in a healthy way if I look at the physical as being everything, well, then obviously you neglect the spiritual. Fine, we're back to stage one. But if I reject the physical, that can be as dangerous. By the rejection of the physical, I push it aside as being something wrong, something bad, something beneath me. Those are the first people to fall. Those people who say the physical is so beneath me, so repulsive, so away, besides a person saying this doesn't fall in line with Jewish thinking, but they open themselves up to the greatest danger. Because he who thinks they are not tempted by the physical, he who thinks that the physical is beneath him, and he focuses his energy on rejecting and not ennobling the physical, he is the first to fall. Because in a moment of passion, that which he spent his time rejecting as being a test, as being part of his mission, well, then he gets over, he gets, he gets enveloped by it because he has no defenses. He doesn't know how to interact with that sort of temptation or that sort of emotional, that psychology. But he who incorporates the physical in a healthy way, he who ennobles the physical, he who uplifts the physical, the physical is his friend. He knows how to interact with it. Thereby, when it comes about in the mode of a test, he knows how to maneuver. It doesn't flatten him. Look at it as a, um, use the metaphor of Aikido. Aikido is a, it's called the soft way. It's, you take a punch, but you don't stop it. You flow with it. He who knows how to interact with the physical, when temptation comes up, he knows there is a healthy, noble, expression of this physical side of his life. Thereby, he can incorporate, he can move, he can flow, he can fall, but then go back. But he who has rejected the physical, when it comes in a moment of test, he will be the first to fall. And lastly, the neglect or the misuse of your things in relationship to your fellow. You think it's all about you once again, but not in the sense of the rejection of the spiritual or the misuse of the physical, but in the sense that you're not giving to your other. So, to recap our three categories, the neglect or misuse of the spirit, the neglect or the misuse of the physical, or the neglect or the misuse of my stuff in relationship to my fellow. Rav Hirsch says we are given by the Tyra three categories of Misa. Maisa Rishain, Maisa Shani, and Maisa Ani. Maisa Rishain, and once again, I love pointing this out, because when we speak about tides, it's like, it's really boring. People don't get excited about tides. Even the word tides in English, it brings up numbers and religious rituals to do with numbers and parts. And But from Rav Hirsch's standpoint, we add the spirit into these concepts. Maisa Rishain, you give to the Kayin. That is what you do. One-tenth goes to the Kayin and splitting it up on the first, second, fourth, 
and fifth year of this seven-year cycle, you have my Shani. My Shani, you enjoy yourself. So giving to the spirit, giving to the priest, we understand. The first thing you do is you dedicate to the spiritual. A priest, he who embodies the uplifting of the Jewish people, the same way that Jewish people reflect that to the nations of the world, he reflects that to the Jewish people. He is the spiritual guide. He is supposed to uplift the Jewish people in their spiritual pursuits. Hence the first ten you give to him. The second, you enjoy yourself. You enjoy it to teach you that the point of the physical is also to enjoy it, but in a context. You enjoy it in Jerusalem. You enjoy it in the spiritual hub. Maintaining that balance between the physical and the spiritual, uplifting the physical. And that's how you enjoy Misa Shani. And then lastly, we have Misa Oni. On the third and the sixth year, you give that Misa to the poor. Thereby, we sort of have a bit of a narrative here. I take care of the spirit. I take care of who I am. And then that overflows to the other. And there you have a, a holistic servant of Hashem. You have a holistic, full-bodied Evet Hashem. You have a person who is living out their most noble purpose. They're dedicating, they're building themselves up in the, in the right direction. They focus on the spiritual. They recognize that the physical is to be uplifted. And then with that, they give to their other. They give to the poor, the widow and the orphan, those who are in need. And this is the life of a Jew. He should be focusing on his spiritual and physical existence and giving to others. He should be building himself and building others. That is the narrative Rav Hirsch sees playing itself out. So to recap, in the previous part one, we spoke about the universal ownership and how that pause is necessary. Now we are talking about the misuse, how we can interact with our stuff and get it wrong, either in the spiritual, the physical, or with our fellow. So. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful week and a wonderful upcoming Shabbos.